0: Welcome back to the Super Shorts Podcast, where we tell superhero short stories. The best of them. The best of them. That's going to be, we need to put it on a t-shirt, the best of them. Literally. Super Shorts Podcast, the best of them. You should write, like, go right in the middle. Because, you know, I actually don't think that there's another show on, there's no other podcast like ours. Nope. And I listen to a lot. Comic Book superhero Podcast, where you tell
1: short stories about your own actual comic universe. Yeah. There's definitely nothing I've I've ever heard. But, I mean, the most important thing is that we hope you guys have enjoyed this season. This is uh, Chapter 11, Supremacy. Supremacy. Uh, I hope that you guys have been paying attention to the titles and you put those titles together and you read it out loud, say it out loud to yourself. uh, And to your friends. Yeah, and to your friends. And please spread the word because uh, there's a lot of money that went into this. (laughs) Definitely a lot (laughs) Uh, of money that went into it. And we're definitely going to need the subscribers. And Uh, a lot of time. Yes, uh, definitely a lot of time as well. And me and Danny are looking forward to where we could just create it and put it out there in the ether. And we have other people to help us push it. Until then, enjoy Hag, because she's not playing with y'all. She's not playing. Um, We really enjoyed making this season. We hope that y'all enjoyed it. Um, We
0: do have a lot of things planned. Like this, We always tell y'all this is all canon Mm -hmm. um, to our universe, so you will see Hag in the future. Um, If you follow us on social media, you probably have already seen her. So, um, what well, I've seen her on the poster. Definitely seen her on the poster. Yeah. So we appreciate y'all.
1: Enjoy the Please finale. Please enjoy. We we loved it.
0: Chapter Eleven: Supremacy. Blackjack crashes into Aceblade's open arms as the doors slide open. Uh, hey. Aceblade says awkwardly as he looks down at Blackjack's half-masked face. Get off me! Blackjack springs to her feet and turns back around to see Dr. Green and Amber now only silhouettes behind a thick glass panel. They all can see the inner vault still swirling and spinning around the little black box, but the thick glass prevents them from seeing exactly what's happening.
1: Hey, can y'all two flirt later? My baby girl's in here somewhere and we got a small problem here.
0: Jack says sternly as he fully steps into the outer vault seeing Arya standing alone in the room with her fists clenched and gloomy.
1: Amber is in there.
0: Blackjack says, pointing towards the center of the large room, the thick glass locks into place from the floor to the ceiling as a light shines bright from the inside.
1: She's after her blood. That's how she's giving people these powers. It's how I got mine. Jax grabs timber
0: from its holster, on his back and hurls it towards the base of the glass dome. Just then, Arya leaps into the air. She throws the ball of light from her hand and knocks the ax down to the ground like a paperclip.
1: If you want our mother,
0: you gotta go through me. Arya screams as she lands with one hand and knee on the ground. That can be arranged. Jack steps forward, but as soon as he does, panels open up in the walls around them. Wait, Jax! Blackjack puts her hands back, and both Lumberjacks and Ace Blade stop.
1: She's not the only one.
0: The panels in the walls continue to slide up, revealing shadowy figures in more than a dozen compartments.
1: Man, what the hell is it now? Somebody yelled Jumanji already! Damn! Jax complains sardonically. That thieving hoe has a whole squad of these kids like Lightbender here. I saw them all training here earlier.
0: Blackjack sighs as each of the compartments reveal a brown-skinned boy or girl dressed similar to the guards that the heroes just got finished with. Some with eyes glowing and a few with disproportionate arms and legs. And even one down on all fours. And just then, a familiar sound bounces around the room.
1: What's good, Lady J? I've been waiting to see what these little bitties could do.
0: Trespass steps into the light on the far end of the room, boldly igniting his weaponized barbed wire around his arms and
1: legs. Let's see how bad we beat y'all ass. I'll bring the biggest beast on with my violator. I've always known you won't about shit, but this is a new low Barbie. I gotta tell you, I'm impressed with your lack of care here.
0: Lumberjack steps forward as Trespass passes by the glass dome and laughs again. Gathering around him a dozen young and incredibly powered beings.
1: Any of these in your database?
2: Blackjack glances back to Aceblade. My research is mostly limited to Vegas City, unfortunately. Ace Blade responds,
0: inching closer to Blackjack's right side.
1: Hey, shorty. I ain't put it on you too bad earlier, did I? <laughs>
0: Trespass chuckles as he slides his sleeves up to his elbows and crosses his arms to let them rest on the top of his diaphragm.
1: Won't you leave these two hoe-ass niggas and get you a real one? where you're about to get some first-hand research.
0: Blackjack says, setting her eyes on Trespass and clenching her teeth. Because he's mine. All of a sudden, Blackjack disappears and instantly drops into mid-air in front of Trespass's face. She contorts her body with every bit of force she can muster and slams her heel into his face, sending him tumbling back into the glass dome. Meanwhile, inside of the glass, a shiny silver platform ascends from the ground and transforms into a seat. Dr. Green motions for Amber to sit. (laughs) The sound of trespass slamming into the glass echoes inside the soundproof dome.
1: What was that?
0: Amber exclaims, finally looking back over her shoulder. Through the glass, she can only see shadows and figures and flashes of light all around the dome.
3: Your new brothers and sisters are just training, preparing for a world that will absolutely resist their sovereignty.
0: Dr. Green's voice purrs like honey as Amber
1: takes a seat. Do you think you get my dad to understand? Amber asks. He's going to be mad. I could tell he was pissed back there.
3: Well, you know your dad, sweetie. He's not really the listening type, but I'll do my best.
0: Dr. Green reaches slowly into a compartment and pulls out what looks like an automatic blood pressure cuff.
3: All of that time he spent in prison and he could have been building a life with you and your mother.
0: She smiles and Amber chuckles.
3: He could have learned about your powers and taught you how to use them. I do believe your father is a good man. Just like my late husband, he was fighting for our people. But also like my husband, he is impulsive. He doesn't have our patience.
0: Dr. Green slides the cuff over Amber's arm and presses a green button, causing it to inflate. Is this... She pauses as her lip quivers.
1: Is this going to hurt?
3: No, sweetie. You'll feel a little pinch, and as soon as these three vials are full, we'll both get out of here and go home.
0: Dr. Green smiles as Amber laughs in agreement. Her smile fades as the cuff begins to tighten around her arm. Okay, okay, I'm ready. Amber asks, fidgeting in her seat.
3: You know... I was a lot like you when I was your age.
0: She says, pulling three glass vacuum-sealed blood collection vials out of her jacket pocket.
1: Oh, yeah? How so?
3: I can tell you pick up on things fast, so if you're like me, you get bored easily and procrastinate.
1: Yeah, but I always get good grades and I finish my work early, so I mean, when I'm done, I don't really have anything else to do but talk to my friends. Amber smiles, feeling like she was
0: caught red-handed.
3: Exactly. And I bet you're, hmm... Let's say less melanated teachers see you as a troublemaker instead of feeding you more material to keep you focused, huh?
1: I mean, I like my teachers, but they don't really get me or teach what I feel like we really need to know. They're just trying to get through a terrible curriculum.
0: Amber exhales and lays her head back, closing her eyes.
3: Mm hmm. That's what I know. Another one of the things we get to fix because of you.
0: Dr. Green says as the cuff punctures Amber's caramel skin and finds its vein. Amber grimaces and then relaxes again.
3: Speaking of time, how well do you understand your powers?
1: Well, I mean, I know it happens when I'm scared or I'm angry. It seems like everything slows down around me.
0: As Amber talks, Dr. Green attaches the first vial and then the second. The deep red blood spills into the vial and fills quickly as the cuff loosens and she starts to feel her pulse strengthen.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. I figured it out when we studied blackjack. She thinks she's disappearing and reappearing places, but she's actually manipulating time around herself while her body takes her to exactly where she envisions with her mind.
0: Dr. Green says,
3: crazy thing is she only has a tiny portion of your power. That's why she can only move short distances.
1: That's crazy. And you're sure you could teach me how to control that? Dr.
0: Green nods her head and grins as she pops out the second vial and places the third.
3: I'm absolutely sure. And I think it's about time for your first lesson.
0: She looks into Amber's eyes again, and they both smile.
3: But first, I want to thank you for trusting me with this. You don't know what you have just given to our people. The power that you've just allowed your brothers and sisters to take back in this world. Never forget that, you started the revolution.
0: Amber purses her lips and forces them to one side of her mouth and then the other.
3: You were the springboard to both our liberation and reparations.
0: Amber sits up, just as Dr. Green removes the last vial. Dr. Green extends her hand, helping Amber out of the seat while simultaneously removing the cuff from her arm. She waves her hand over the console below the spinning orb and instantly, the dome begins to move back into the ground. As it lowers, Amber sees lights flashing all around her, but Dr. Green steps in front of her, bending just a bit to meet the tall teenager eye to eye. She smiles, and Amber returns one to her before hearing her father yell out in pain. Ah! Jack screams out from across the vault. The pristine silver and white vault walls that were glistening only minutes ago are now all scarred and scorched with the lumberjacks kneeling in a puddle of his own sweat and blood. No! Amber screams as she looks to her right and sees Ace Blade, purple cloth ripped and dangling from every part of his body. Bloody and desperately trying to dodge attack after attack. Behind her, Trespass takes a final blow from Blackjack and tumbles to the ground with his electric whips fading with him into unconsciousness. Jackson, there she is! Blackjack screams out to get Lumberjacks' attention. He looks up and connects eyes with his daughter. Baby girl! He yells out, reaching his arm out towards her as a ball of fire engulfs him and explodes falling from above. Boom! The concussive blast pushes everyone back in the room. Amber raises her arms to block the intense light and heat from her face. Wait! She can barely catch her breath and she sucks in air into her lungs and her eyes dart around the war-torn battleground.
1: You said you would talk to them!
0: Amber turns around to see Dr. Green walking slowly towards the center of the vault, where the levitating black box is still being protected by the revolving half-spear.
3: No, I said I would see what I could do to get him to understand.
0: Dr. Green looks back over her shoulder at Amber and smiles.
3: And now, he does.
0: Amber's lips furrow as the doctor's betrayal lands in the middle of her chest like a meteor. No! Amber's fists clench, and her feet dig into the floor below her, propelling her towards the doctor.
1: You lied to me!
0: Amber screams out as she leaps into the air. A forceful energy pushes down from her body as she prepares the blow of her fist to crash down on the imposter. Just as her fists form, a hammer and she forces them downward towards the woman's skull. Dr. Green turns around and intercepts her attack with one hand.
3: No, honey. You played yourself. I built this room just for you. Blackjack can escape it, and neither can your powers.
0: Dr. Green pushes Amber's hand down towards the ground, and then forces her inner elbow into Amber's throat, causing her to cough and then gasp for air.
3: Here's your lesson.
0: Amber crashes to the ground, holding her neck, coughing and wheezing. Her eyes water instantly. But as she blinks the salty tears from her eyes, she notices that nothing around her is moving. She looks left and right. Every single person is frozen in the room, like a snow globe, with only the round room's walls appearing to flow like water all around her. Amber hears Dr. Green's voice full of pride as she walks towards the spire. Amber looks up at the box that was moments ago protected by the revolving magnetic barrier, now frozen in time.
3: Don't trust anyone in this world, not even your own feelings.
0: Green says as she leaps off the ground, flipping over the metal spire and snatching the small black box from the now exposed space in the middle of the room. As she lands effortlessly on the other side, she holds up the box and removes the three vials of Amber's blood from her pocket. A small drop of blood drips from her nose, and her proud smile disappears as she wipes it away. With another wave of her hands, the doctor activates a trap door below her and slides down through it, disappearing like Blackjack has done so many times before. As soon as the hole closes back up, everyone and everything in the room begins to move again. Amber looks back to see her father engulfed in a red glow But untouched by the flames, the spire column in the middle of the room begins to flash a bright white and red light as an alarm erupts from the building. Every superpowered soldier races back towards the walls as they open and they vanish just as quickly as they appear. Blackjack drops right at Amber's side and then puts her hands on her shoulder. Instantly, they both disappear and reappear right in front of Lumberjacks. Jackson reaches out and hugs Amber as the alarms blare. Ace Blade limps over to the group and
2: yells, What the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ominous laughter leaks through the vault, bouncing off the walls around them.
3: Evolution just happened and the revolution is about to begin.
0: Dr. Green's voice continues to softly bounce off the walls, creating an echo that slowly reverberates through the room.
1: So you just gonna sit kids on us to kick off your revolution? You manipulating kids to be in the front line of your revenge tour? You love your people and want retribution supposedly, but you're using our future and their lives to fund it?
0: Lumberjack says, grabbing his ax, The laughter bounces off the wall again before abruptly stopping.
3: Miss me with that bullshit, Umtogo.
0: Green says as a hologram of her appears in the room before them floating in the air.
3: You of all people should know what the hell needs to happen. You're just too soft to do all that needs to be done. I'm not waiting on a damn thing else. If you were a better father to your daughter, you wouldn't have created a niche for me to slide into. I didn't kidnap your daughter. I offered her the future you should have created. I simply showed her what the world thought of her and showed her what's inside her to solve it. She made the choice to share and shed her blood for the cause. 14 years old <laughs> and better man than you.
0: Green says as she chuckles, rolling her eyes. Jax is infuriated, but the pit of his stomach turns because she at least spoke partial truth. As he chews on those words, Aceblade chimes in.
2: So what's the grand scheme then?
3: Well, I'm glad you asked. Because what kind of mastermind would I be if I didn't reveal the plan, right? Huh? Isn't that how it works in the movies?
2: You already won. You may as well tell us before it hits the newspapers. You sicked your little kids on us, knowing we wouldn't kill them. That was a good strategy. I'll give you that. But what's the final play? What the hell are we here for?
0: Ace Blade says as he holds his side, singed from the heat of battle from one of the kids.
3: First, Watch your tone, Terrell. Second, you want to know what this is all about? Fine. I have no issue practicing this with you since I'm about to make sure the whole world feels it. I served in the military of this country. Not only me, but my husband. We dedicated our lives to it. We took the risk knowing where it could lead us. We left our families and went and did what we had to do.
0: Dr. Green says, shaking her head before continuing.
3: My husband and I ain't regular. We didn't join up to sit behind desks with low stress. So we mastered our fields and were in some secret circles most people, especially our people, don't know about.
2: Dr. Green says, growing more irritated. So what? You saying you're doing this for justice? You're using their own target against... Aceblade retorts before being interrupted by Dr. Green.
3: We found out that the government has already been keeping tabs on our kids for this shit, and for those that don't have genetic markers for it, experimenting all kinds of shit on our babies because nobody cares.
0: Dr. Green says, catching herself before crying as her lips quiver, and she wipes spittle from the sides of her mouth.
3: There won't be media attention. You ever seen an uproar for one of ours like John Benet Ramsey? the whole country looking for her ass, but we can barely get a cop to blink an eye in Atlanta when our kids are coming up missing. Damn near 30 kids gone in two years and they telling us they probably just ran away. Then got the nerve to arrest the black dude in town for it and pin all the cases on him. We never found a good number of those kids and they still don't know. Kids in orphanages abused, kids in the project snatched up. What the hell do you think has been happening to our kids? Then the ones in school get the poorest education. The curriculum makes sure to teach us all the shit that shows us why we are at the bottom and they're up top. Like it's natural order. Won't teach about their barbarism. The fact that our mothers were raped for sport and to flex and whisper about it in corners. Won't teach the full story of America and how it got here. Because that, (laughs) see that may just piss those kids off and force them to do something to take action, to change the corruption around them instead of ingratiating themselves into it.
2: You're not as smart as you think you are, but trust me, we will find out before you get somebody else's babies killed. Ace Blade yells back at her, losing any semblance of patience and amusement that he was trying to hold on to.
3: I'm doing this because I'm tired and I'm not waiting on shit. See, I tried waiting when my husband collected documents and footage to bring back stateside to put out in the media. He was assassinated by that bitch-ass defense secretary, Shelby. You think it's coincidence? They were murdered two days before our hearing. Hmm. He was supposed to be there with me. In that hospital with me. He was on his way when those bitch-ass goons gunned him down in his own car with his uniform on. So you damn right I'm doing this for justice. We were naming our baby Justice. The one I lost because their myths that black women's pain threshold is higher than everyone else's. So they ignored me telling them something was wrong. I begged those fuckers to check before I got the news my baby. My king had been slain. So now you got damn right. I'm the embodiment of Dr. King telling this fucked up nation we're coming to get our checks. No more dreaming. Ain't no more kicking the can down the goddamn road. I'm fucking shit up with the object of their desire. They want black girl magic? (laughs) I'ma give it to them. And we cashing our reparation checks right goddamn now. We believe
1: in reparations. We know we need them, but we don't have to sacrifice our kids to do
3: it. How is this helping anything?
0: Jax retorts, irritated she wasn't in front of him to impale.
3: Oh, Togo, you of all people. After what you lost, you ask me this? Really? The coming king of Ethiopia? And you try to hit me with this shit, really? Why not give our kids the chance to fight? If anybody is going to use the magic and power within them, I'll be damned if it won't be me to help us all gain our freedom. I'm done explaining, and there's work to do. Let us know when you want to lead the revolution you helped start, Amber. We'll be waiting. And from now on, just call me Hagar.
0: Dr. Green spreads her hands, and a legion of the children from the facility surround her as she smiles.
3: We are the firstborn. Time to pay up.
0: Dr. Green says as the hologram lowers to the ground as if she's not standing in <laughs> front of her.